Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you want to join a team or fly solo, from just a toy to you could be my Yoko Ono, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. If it's a puzzle I can solve, I'll find a way. I'm the first co-host, Saker. I will muscle my resolve, and every day, I'm walking away. From my co-host Saker, this song. No, you have to introduce yourself. Do you feel like you will always find a way? I'm Evan. Oh, okay, good, good. Um, This song, you say it with such disdain. Are we getting right into it today? We're never getting right into it. We got to talk about uh, refrigerator magnets and shit, right? Oh my god, what's your favorite refrigerator magnet that you have? I got these little like rare earth magnets that are super strong. Uh-huh. To the point where you have to put paper under them. Otherwise, they're really hard to get off the refrigerator. Oh, really? <laughs> you have to like, pry them off with a knife. That's amazing. My only okay. concern is I'm worried about my son swallowing them. Because if he swallows more than one, they can like magnetize in your internal organs and kill you. They can clip your colon together, mm-hmm. I think is the problem. A yeah, yeah, yeah. A good old colon clip. That's what I call e- it. A good old colon clip. I used to have that cereal for breakfast. It's like those, but... um, those cow magnets. Um, you know, like modern days, like cow- cows will eat anything, right? So mm-hmm. they're just like chewing along their cud, and the thing is, like their um, uh, field is like right by the highway. So people are throwing like tin cans and oh, oh, sure. aluminum and shit into the cow pasture just because people are shits. And uh, speaking of which, littering I think is like my least favorite. Well, I mean, there are worse crimes than littering, but I feel like littering is one of the like most morally bankrupt crimes because it's so easy to not do. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just like roll down your car window and throw something out of your car is just I. I, I, I could never be friends or even, like, spare a moment with that person. Like, if I was ever in a car and somebody just, like, threw something out of it, I'd be like, stop right now. I'm calling yeah, a get out of my I'm car. Get, on, get out of my car or I'm getting out of your car. I'm going to take some other fucking road here. Yeah, for but, sure. But uh, the cows eat the metal stuff. And the thing is, it cuts up their insides. So what the farmers do is they feed them these magnets. And it just stays in one of their stomachs. And it magnetizes all this shit and keeps it from, like, going through the digestive system and killing them. But it stays in their stomach now. Yeah. So they've got like this big razor blade in their stomach. Well, I mean, it's it's c- connected to this magnet, though. Right. So it doesn't. It's not the fact that it's in their stomach that hurts them. It's that it, it, like it's like, like cutting through their colon or whatever the fuck cows have down there. I don't know. Okay. All, All right. I know That's... is we had to feed cows magnets sometimes. <laughs> I always forget that you like have a farm. You grew up on a farm. I didn't grow uh, up on a farm. I grew up farm adjacent. I grew up in a city, and I went to the farm to work on the farm on weekends. So I got the worst okay. of both worlds. Yeah, you really did. That sucks. <laughs> did I ever tell you about my my littering anecdote? No, uh, I was I was driving through a Taco Bell drive through. And I had gotten my order and was pulling out and uh, I was about to leave. And one of the cars that was parked in one of the parking spots um, threw a hot sauce packet out his window. And so I stopped my car. I rolled down my window and I said, uh, his window was rolled down. I said, hey, hey, buddy, buddy, you ac- you accidentally threw a packet. You threw a packet. <laughs> and then he like, he like ignored me. So I put my car in park. I went up there and knocked on his window and I went, dude, hey, you, dr- you threw a sauce packet out your car. And so he pulls his car out to block me so that I can't leave. So I get back in my car and I just lay on the horn for about six minutes straight while he eats his burrito in his car. And people are going around us like, what the fuck is oh, wow. happening? Like, I could have easily gone around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I, I went out and I picked it up and I, I put it on top of his car and he drove away. That's my only, if you ever see the license plate Amore 1 in Columbus, Ohio, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna dox him right it's here like on a, this it's podcast. Like a, it's a MacGruber moment. You're like sitting there writing it in your- <laughs> Amore 1. Amore, I'll never forget it. It's true. 
Uh. It was just, uh, it was, it was truly the most stubborn thing I've ever seen. Like when I laid on the horn, people thought he was a crazy person just blocking me. Uh, and, uh, and he was just eating his burrito in silence as I made unblinking eye contact with him in the car and, uh, and laid on my horn. It was a very surreal moment. There's just something about cars, especially like getting angry in cars because you're like Mm. so by yourself in a car. And then Mm -hmm. when someone intrudes, like, I don't know. I I don't know what it is, but like when people like buzz past me on the street, it like pisses me off for some reason. <laughs> sure, yeah. I, it, it shouldn't. I shouldn't care about. I'm like, you're driving unsafe. You're driving too fast. I don't. What's wrong with you? But at the same time, like I do it too sometimes. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. But my littering uh, anecdote is very different. Uh, I was at my apartment complex years ago, and this guy was driving down, and he rolled out his window and threw out like a handful of like fabric softener, um, little things. Dryer sheets. Dryer sheets. That's what I'm looking okay. for um and i was walking my dog and i just like went slowly down and picked them all up like while looking at his car driveway and he just like lays on the brakes backs up rolls on his window i'm like "Uh uh-oh uh-oh something's gonna happen he goes uh i I don't know why i did that i'm so sorry that's not me like he like oh my god (laughs) he's like he's like yeah can i just have those back i'll throw them away i'm so sorry that's a way better story i know i'm like woo woo that's like this is we we have both sides of the littering coin there yeah we really that's exactly how i would react to like with abject (laughs) <laughs> like self-loathing and horror which is how you should react when you litter and what was that guy's license plate number Doxon? i don't know i don't i didn't need to remember because he did the right thing okay okay he was aroma one it's the backwards amore <laughs> he's the evil version of the guy that i that i encountered of course so um, the evil version of a, a bad guy is a good guy <laughs> i guess so yeah oh man well that's like you know all the mirror mirror do you think a mirror mirror universe would suck? Because people, I think, are on the whole good, right? So in a mirror mirror universe, yeah. people are on the whole bad. There's just a few truly good people in the world that <laughs> try yeah, and make like, shit. Fucking Donald Trump is like a uh, a saint. <laughs> the one percent of good people in the world. Oh my god! Are... Yeah, every billionaire is a is a just a fundamentally good person. Yeah, it's just in, it, in mirror mirror world. Yeah, it's wild because you just reverse everyone's polarity, and that seems like a poor. How did that? How did anything get done in that universe? How is that universe still around? What do you think your mirror self is doing right now? Oh, fuck. That's a good question. Um, So I'm a teacher. So the opposite of a teacher is a knowledge puller. Yeah, someone who takes knowledge from something. So So you're like a... uh, um, I guess I'm a... Oh, God, you're like a a conservative talk show host or something where you like actively spread disinformation. I was thinking a regression therapist, but I like conservative talk shows better. (laughs) Okay, cool. So I'm a a conservative talk show host. You're like an Alex Jones, an Alex Jones character. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, instead of being married with one kid, I am uh, s- widowed with seven children. Of course, seven is the opposite of one. <laughs> Single father, conservative talk show host. Uh, and uh, I um, am probably cool as opposed to running a Bread and Good Ladies podcast. I run yeah. a vlog about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> and vlogs are like number one famous. 100%. Actually, no, it's Mirror World, so it has to be something that, like, it's like you run a GeoCities website for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> okay, sure, absolutely. Uh, how about you? What's your Mirror, what's Mirror, what's, uh, what's see, Nav- in... Navi doing? Nave. Nave. <laughs> I'm yeah. Rikus. Rikus and Nave. That's good. Rikus and Nave. Um, let's see, I work in data analytics for a medical center, so I worked, I'd have to work in some sort of data obfuscation for, for what's the opposite of a medical center. For, like, a graveyard, I think. Gra- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't tell people how many bodies are buried there. And I'm a and I'm a writer, so I guess I'm an eraser. Okay. Um, in uh, eraser, eraser. I delete. I delete stuff okay. online. 
I go and I just get rid of uh, Wikipedia pages that are that <laughs> okay. have outlived their usefulness. Well, that like, kind of goes along with you being a data obfuscator. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I just get rid. I get rid of uh, citations. So tell me again how this. We probably work together pretty well. <laughs> we probably do. This mirror universe does not seem like it would function. Like with if everybody was the opposite of their job. Of course, we'd have a a pretty good uh, employment rate. Wait, hold on. No, I guess everyone who's no. employed. We'd have like, a, we'd have like an eighty percent unemployment <laughs> rate. Just flip every number. Sure. <laughs> good. Ebo. Speaking of flipping the numbers. Huh? Uh, let's talk about this week's song. This week's song is called Gonna Walk. And if you've never heard it before, listeners, here's a quick sample. I've been sitting at the border of love when dots connect and there's an order above. There is no one that can touch me When it's the same thing coming again I feel I gotta say I'm gonna walk I won't quit Okay Evan, gonna <laughs> walk Gonna uh, walk Gonna walk What are gonna we Gonna walk What are we gonna walk What, what are, are we gonna, gonna walk about, about here <laughs> Um <laughs> Oh boy Uh Okay how do we gonna even walk. start this? We're gonna walk. Gonna walk. <laughs> Let's just repeat the words gonna walk for okay, a really okay. long time. So um the opening I felt was like an old BNL opening, especially with like the arpeggios and like the un unfiltered guitar mm-hmm. and just a little bit of drumming in the background, the opening chords, it felt like something from like Bopes to me. Yeah, I could I thought it was just like a sweet little song. We start with this acoustic. Like it felt nice. It felt good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you there. Um and it never gets very complicated. It's a simple song, kind of yeah. from from front yeah. to back. And that's not good for this podcast. <laughs> it's another <laughs> hard song to have a take on. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's an uncomplicated little ditty. Um, I, yeah, I think it was it was fine. I think that um, it didn't wear out its welcome. Like it was. It's a t- two minutes and thirty seconds, something like that. Uh, yes, I believe so. Two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it didn't wear out its welcome. The chorus, I felt like they they pushed it a little too much. I think it could have done well with like one less repetition of the chorus, but like that, but that whoa was I mean, that's just nice. That's yeah, just that's, nice. It's very nice. It's uncomplicated it's like and opening simple. Opening a bo- popping a bottle of champagne on New Year's Eve. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I love your heart. Did you pop a bottle? We're recording this, uh, not to, to uh, part the kimono, uh, but shortly after New Year's. Did you pop a bottle of champagne, Ev? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. All right. Even Why though it was just I? you and your partner? Yeah. Okay. We had, I had two bottles of champagne, one for each of us. What? Always. In the world, really? Yeah. Wow. We had three people and barely polished off one bottle of champagne over the course of two days. I guess you guys just suck. That's true. We do. Uh, yeah, this is a two and a half minute song, just like Boomerang, the last minute is the chorus over and over again, right? Yeah. W- why two of these in the span of four songs? We just keep getting this same repetition of like, I don't know, that that was kind of annoying to me. Was it annoying to you that we had another song that was just kind of a pop ditty? It wasn't, it wasn't, because I mean, this is a, they're a pop band, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I expect this sort of thing. And I mean, I feel like pop songs are 70% chorus, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just And so I think I think like shitting on BNL for doing the thing that everyone does is uh is 
I don't know, disingenuous it's, of it's, us it's, as, it's, as critics. You're right. And it's facile, I think. But you know what? I don't think they were always a pop band. And of course, we're talking about the hauntology that we talked about last week. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm haunted by who they were. But they used to be, you know, you know what, you know what I miss? You know what I miss? I miss weirdo instruments. Like... I, I like. You want to get Andy back on the uh, Andy back in? I mean, we're just a, a stripped down four piece rock group now, right? That's all we are. Throwing a yeah, throwing a flugelhorn, throwing a uh, a marimba. Give me anything. Give me a anything. A kalimba. Other than two guitars and a drum and a keyboard, like I'm just desperate at this point, baby. I just want. <laughs> I mean, Kev can make all the goofy novelty noises that he wants, but slide whistle. I wish. I wish. I just wish we had the horns of of blame. I don't know. Oh, God, yeah, horns. Horn, well, you know how I feel about horns. And Yeah, and this song had, you know how I feel about hand claps. And, like, this song's got them, but it still didn't totally win me over. There are lots of hand claps on the percussion, but they're buried so far down in the mix mm-hmm. that they, they do feel kind of unnoticeable here, right? I um, just felt like this, overall, I just felt like this could be a song that from Bopes. Like, I feel like this is a this is a throwback. And it does, not in a good or bad way. It just is, you know? Hmm. Yeah, hey, let me bring up Bopes real quick. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see if I search Bopes on Google. Oh, yeah, it brought it right up for me. I'm looking at the track listing for Bopes, and I don't think there's a single song that's as kind of easy on Bopes. And by easy, I mean easy to understand. Maybe the old apartment kind of lays itself out there and is very clear as to what it is and what it does. Maybe Break Your Heart is pretty on its face. But on the whole, I feel like this song, again, suffers from being so kind of wearing its heart on its sleeve. Like, we know who it is and what it is straight off the bat. Like, Mm -hmm. I love you. I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to get you back. I love you. I love you. We're going to walk to you. I'm going to get to you. I'm going to find you. And now we're here and we're together. (laughs) I mean, this is almost, not only is it the same structure as Boomerang, it's the same length as Boomerang. And it's the same content as Boomerang. This is just Boomerang from a different angle, right? It's another Boomerangle. They should have called it Boomerangle. Uh, I guess, yeah. But I mean, again, how many shitty boyfriend songs do we listen to, right? So it's it's fine for them to write a couple. And that's... I mean, actually, and we did make fun of that, too. So it's fair we for did. us to make... Yeah. I did write in my notes, maybe it's okay to be happy. Like, this is, we don't have, like, you have to figure me out. I'm a fucking puzzle. I'm an enigma. I'm Steve, and you'll never get me. I'm the wind, baby. Like, this is just like, hey, you know what? Things are going to be okay. And And I'm committed to this relationship, and I'm I'm not going to give up. Is that interesting? No. Does it sell records? Maybe. Does it, I don't know. Is it, is it okay? Sure. Sure, it's okay, I guess. It's okay to be happy. I don't know. It's just I don't know. It, it's there's something that's missing here. Um, I think what's missing is like the partner's perspective on this because all we get is him saying, "All right, I'm in it to win it, bud. I'm, sure. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Whatever. I'm, if you're if you're a puzzle, I'm gonna solve you. Yeah, yeah. I'm a muscle. I'm gonna muscle my way through. <laughs> and the part like it depends on how the partner's reaction to this. Like if the partner's like, okay, all right, I see you're committed, and we're gonna work this out. We're gonna go to counseling. We're gonna figure this all out. Right. Or, or as opposed to, no, you're not gonna be my fucking boomerang. Get the <laughs> hell out of my apartment. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like in Boomerang, we did get a little bit of that perspective. Whereas mm-hmm. in this song, no, nothing. I have no idea how the other person feels. Um, I assume they broke up, right? I don't know. I don't I know that, that they, they were, did. They're on the border of, they're at the verge of breaking up is what I got. Oh, I thought he was entering love, not exiting love. Sitting oh, at that border. Fair. I've been sitting at the border of love when dots connect. And well, I've been sitting on the border of love. Like, so they've been in a, I feel like they've been in a relationship. 
and uh he's like you know i'm gonna i feel like this is the one for me it's taken me a long time to figure it out he's like the guy who uh there has been engaged for four years to his partner <laughs> yeah yeah it's true but i mean if you're if i'm if i'm on the border of kentucky but i'm still in ohio i say oh i'm at the border of kentucky so there's they're going into love they're entering love okay. so yeah okay i i feel like i don't know but so so maybe they haven't broken up. Maybe this is just but then why is he trying to find the bottom of her heart? I won't quit until I get to the bottom of your heart. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't get this song at all. I thought I understood it. I thought it was easy, but maybe Well, getting to the bottom of something needs to figure it out. So I think he's trying to figure out her their heart uh-huh. right so he's trying to figure out what makes them tick romantically sure their love language okay yes. okay yes. i think that's what this is he should which is what you'd expect from a song from like a 52 year old man who is like happily married and has been for you know 15 20 sure, years sure, sure uh you know he should ask her ask you know he should ask them their love language i don't know if that's ever crossed his mind but he doesn't have to walk <laughs> 500 miles and walk 500 more to get to the bottom of their heart. He yep. could simply go, what do you need from me? How can I help? What can I do? I want to do a nice thing for you. Um, but he doesn't. He simply sings a song about how much he wants to be a good person instead of being a good person, <laughs> which is actually a real Steve thing to do now yeah, that, that I think about a, it. I think Steve has written several of those songs <laughs> yeah, about, like, right. about the, wanting to be better than he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one is co-written. This is another co- co-wrote song. Um, mm. This one by Kevin Griffin. You know that name, Evbo? Uh, Peter Griffin from Family Guy's son. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Little Kevy? You know what I hate? I hate writing a Bannocked Lady song. Who, what character is this? This is not Gil- Peter. Gilbert. Is that, is that, was that Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> it was Gilbert Gottfried voicing Peter Griffin. You know what really grinds my gears, Jafar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, this is co-written by Kevin Griffin of Better Than Ezra. Better Than Ezra's frontman hmm. uh, co-wrote this song. And it's the first of three on this album that he Ooh. co-writes with Ed. Well, I do fucking love me some Better Than Ezra. Me fucking too. But I also love the Better Than Ezra of of like porcelain. Like when, you know, yeah. this song feels mysterious and, and I can ascribe my own meaning to it because I'm in college and I feel like I'm very deep for listening to porcelain. <laughs> um but this song is not that deep, and better than Ezra may have followed the same trajectory as Bernie Good Ladies. You know, I have a they feeling did. they probably did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've listened to some of their their more recent stuff, and it's fine. It's good. Okay. <laughs> like it followed the exa- almost the exact same, uh, you know, track. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's. I feel like most bands. Is there any band from the '90s that's still edgy? That like that followed through on their on their edginess, and is still kind of punk. Jesus. I no. mean, I think David Bowie would have been like that, right? Like, I well, feel David like David Bowie was kind of on the out, right? Like, he got he got kind of passe. I mean, he was like after after Earthling. Like, I think that he just released a couple albums that were just kind of middle of the road. Really? For him? Um, I don't think he got a ton of. I mean, he was on the, on that tour with like Kent Re- or Trent Reznor, right? Uh, Nine Inch Nails. M- I I thought Black Star was like critically acclaimed oh, yeah. for some reason. Well, yeah, Black Star was critically acclaimed. I think because he died. Oh, that makes sense. I would imagine. I think that like yeah, like death really sells records. <laughs> I think. And I think that he, if it just released Black Star and continued to live for another twenty years, it would have been a middle of the road record again. Not knocking Black Star. I liked Black Star. Okay. But I don't think it was like I don't think it was like a you know drop your fucking pants, it's time to party out like 
Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's no Ziggy Stardust. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I'm looking at, at some of his older ones. And as I'm going back, like, he's still getting, like, Bs and four stars. But you're right. That's not that's not the David Bowie that we would expect, a B, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. It's not my uh, laughing my laughing gnome, David Bowie. No. <laughs> 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 I hate that you made me listen to that. <laughs> truly, truly hate it. Um, yeah, you're no, right. It's not my, it's not my Jareth from Labyrinth Bowie. Oh, your favorite. It's not your Maze Master Bowie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. And I, as I'm going back, it looks like it never dipped lower than a C, but I totally get it. Um, boy, oh boy. Okay. So yeah. Are there any bands that, that retain their edge? Not Foo Fighters, um, not Red Hot Chili Peppers, not <laughs> even though I do uh, a podcast about, uh, on what them. What about, what about Fuel? Fuel. Yo, how about Hemorrhage in my hands? Radiohead, maybe. Oh yeah. Radiohead yeah. is still very Cold, indie, Cold? even though they're all 50 Cold years play? old. No, Cold Pike, Cold Play. They were never edgy, you fool. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe there are none. Maybe maybe I shouldn't get so up in arms about Bernicke Ladies because it's just the natural progression of time and how everyone works in this world. Um, here's some stuff I did like about this song. I loved the call and response. Loved that. I love songs like this. I can imagine how fucking fun this song would be to listen to live, right? Mm-hmm. Like... And I get it. But maybe I don't love this song, but I appreciate it because my band does the same thing. We write songs that we know are not going to be great on the record, perhaps, but are going to be very fun to do live, like big call and response numbers or things like that. They just don't track on an album, but you need them on there so people can learn them so that they can sing along when they do have the live shows. This feels like a big setup for like a punchline, right? In a way. We're, we're setting yeah. up so that we can... We're, we're doing the call so that we can do the response later. Never going away, I'm going to walk. I won't quit, won't quit until, I get, until I get to the bottom of your heart. I mean, I think that... And, and they, 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 they put that pain in the 15 fucking live videos I saw of this where they, like, instruct the crowd on how to sing along. Yeah, yeah. I did not watch that many. I watched maybe one or two before I was like, uh-huh, I understand. <laughs> I get yeah, what's happening I mean, here. I, I see what you're doing here, uh-huh, Ed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, that hurly-burly piano that Kev's just plinking away on, mm-hmm. at, like, that rules. He's doing, it, He's our, our boy Kev can do no wrong. I do kind of want to listen to some Kev solo albums. I want to listen to... Some Thin Buckle? Some Thin Buckle, just because I feel like I might really fucking enjoy it. I I love the his work in Brennan Good Ladies. Yeah. Most- it's like songs about, like, looking at yourself in the mirror and then thinking about, like, uh... uh dilapidated buildings but that rules i'm into that uh yeah so yeah that would be cool i would love to listen to that um how many i wonder how many thin buckle albums there are four there are four thin buckle albums Uh, yeah i might go might go check those out um so uh oops i meant to say more things that i liked about this song but i'm looking at my notes now and there aren't any (laughs) oh i think that like overall this new sound is really working for bnl in that they can like write middlingly good yet catchy songs as they like slowly slide into eternity. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Like, this is like a this is a holding pattern of a uh, and and these are like I said middlingly good. I mean, none of the, I don't think any of these are going to blow up the charts again, but they're not they're not a uh, um a hardship to listen to. Yeah, I guess would be the and and as long as they can keep doing that, I think they can just glide. Until they're into their graves. Glide into obscurity. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they've already hit obscurity. Now they are gliding into your graves. You're right. Um, this, yeah, the, set, the the lack of sp- any specificity to this song, like, 
you're right. It's it'll it'll get them clickies. It'll get you know people's ears on it. And if the indication from the YouTube comments from this song was anything, it's like people love it. But like mm-hmm. it's, is it worth? It? I don't know. Is it good? Is it? We're not talking about anecdotal things. We're just saying like I'm in love and I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna get it. It's really good. Like. It's that's <laughs> fine. I don't I truly am still at that impasse where I can't figure out what I want out of this band anymore. I hope by the end of this album I'll have figured that shit out because I can't go yeah. through Silverball going like I mean I feel like old BNL would have this song would have been Steve with Steve writing it, they would have been obviously edgier and more self hating. But also yeah. I feel like the interplay with that, they would have added a little bit of extra juice to it. Like yeah. yes, he's he's committed to the relationship, but also he's really into collecting lizards. That would have been great to have some narrative framing device for this song. <laughs> like, you're like an Australian rock hopper because like that would be awesome. I don't know what a lizard is. I'm just <laughs> I think that's you a penguin. Want, you don't want a li- <laughs> an Australian rock hopper. That's pretty close, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure there is oh, like I, an Australian rock. I, if there's any type of rock hopper, it's, it's an Australian Australia. rock hopper, as I always say. <laughs> um, that I do dig that uh, that same thing coming again, like that sort of rap vibe he gives to that line. <laughs> Touch me when it's the same thing coming again. I feel I gotta say I'm gonna. It's like a, it feels like a a real like '90s rap yeah, vibe. Yeah. Where it's like I went to the grocery store and got some food. The customer service representative was really rude, <laughs> and then I came home and ate my lunch. I really liked it. It was a bunch. <laughs> like just like. Um, I what I love that he fits because the customer representative was really rude. <laughs> it's a very yeah. I had to put some. I had to put some specificity. Word in there. No, I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, yeah, I don't. It doesn't to me. It doesn't strike me like that at all. It seems like I was in with you in the nineties. His name is Jeffy, and he lives down the street. <laughs> and when I meet him, I'm gonna beat him. <laughs> I was with you with the nineties part, but to me, it sounds like a like nineties like imitating reggae. Cause he, I mean, he's he's referenced yeah. snow on a previous uh, song before on fourth, on the cursed song, um, the red hot the red hot chili peppers uh, snow. That's that's right, <laughs> slash and snow. Um, but this one, yeah, that same thing coming again. Like it feels like he's trying to do the Adrian Brody on SNL sort of. Uh, I, ribbit ribbit a tadpole exhibit. Exactly. That's that's I I don't know. I don't know if he's got reggae background, but uh, it certainly feels like it with songs like this. Um, yeah, I feel like he likes reggae. But I'm, I'm, by background, when you, say, when you say reggae background, what do you mean? Like he like had a stopover in Jamaica. <laughs> he was trained like, by a reggae master in order to gain that style. Yes, yeah, a reggae background. <laughs> no, I mean like if he listened to a lot of reggae growing up, because you know yeah. he listened to you know the shit that that influenced him. You know, we've talked about this a million times. Um, what wh- do you think? What the fuck? If I could use a walking superpower, is another one of those worst lines Better Good Ladies has ever written. Oh no, no, no! This reminded me so. This is what reminded me so much of like the past BNL because it just say something really like stupid. Really? Yeah, like it's just like this. Just that line was so quintessentially Ed. Uh huh. Like I guess. What if it was? Where they a- just say something. Like something just absolutely fucking ridiculous and make it work. What if it wasn't an Ed line? What if that? Hey, Lois, remember the time I had a walking superpower? <laughs> <laughs> Could have been Kevin. 
Yeah, that was definitely that's definitely a Family Guy style cutaway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, I don't think I've watched or thought about Family Guy in 15 years. Really? I'm glad this glad it's all coming back. I feel like I haven't watched it, but like it's still so much in the the zeitgeist that uh, I I remember grind your gears and hey Lois, remember that time and. <laughs> Um, no, I hated that line because it's clearly just like walking hour after hour. Good. Open my rhyming dictionary. Okay. What do we got? Superpower? Done. Sounds great. It's just such a first draft line. I'm glad you, it does kind of track that it's like a Better Good Ladies album one thing to say though. I think you're right in that regard. Yeah. Um, don't blame it on Yoki. Like, <laughs> that song was it's like one of those lines. About Yoki. This song is about walking. All right, never mind. I retract yeah. what I said before. You are correct. Do you feel like this might be some sort of serial situation? Because he says when it's the same thing coming again. Like, fuck, mm. I'm, I'm feeling that feeling again. I'm falling in love again. I'm going to walk after her until I get to the bottom of her heart. Like, I feel like it's a real it follows situation. Could be. I wish we were still doing those horror reads. Um too bad yeah but this one is this one is kind of it's a little bit creepy if you examine that line in too tight of a lens i think when it's the same (laughs) thing coming again i feel like i gotta say i'm gonna walk i won't quit like you're you're going to you're going to be followed um kind of terrifying bottom of your heart means physically tearing your heart from your chest and getting ripping it yes whoa is the sound that he hears singing when she's screaming um i think is what's happening here um, Ebo, uh, did you have anything else about the song proper? Should we cut to some live versions? Mimo. Mimo. I, I like the call. I like the call and response chorus. Yeah. That was pretty nice. Me too. I fucking loved it. And like, I was like, it's fine. And I wish there was something more to it, but I couldn't think of anything better. So fuck me. <laughs> like, you know, like. That is such a. What the fuck do I want? That's such a, uh, a, a awful thing to say though. Is like, oh, if you, if you think it could be better, why don't you do it? Like. I'm allowed to criticize things without having to have an expertise in the thing. So, no, you're okay. You're valid, Ev. They needed to do better. An unspecified amount of better on an unspecified portion of this song. But they needed to do fucking better. Um, Boy, I wish you could... I guess you can just apply that logic to anything you don't like. Why don't you like it? Not good enough. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Yeah. So uh, let's talk about some live versions or some other versions, I guess. Uh, there were three that I wanted to talk about in specific. Ebo, did you watch the selfie cam jam? No, I never do. Why? Those are so fun. Why don't you watch them? I gotta, I gotta keep, I gotta keep some mystery in this relationship, <laughs> I got, right? I got a kid. If I'm just, I'm busy. If, if I'm just, if I'm just viewing all the same things you're viewing, then what do we care? Okay, but all right. How, I feel like it's more fun for you to explain it to me. <laughs> than to actually watch it myself but so I, i'm just gonna let you i'm gonna give it's a gift i give to you over and over that's again. very very kind um there's only two things kev has some cute puppets that come up over his keyboard and start singing the song Jesus. with him Kevin it, puppets, it, man. <laughs> kev loves fucking puppets he loves puppets and toys and toys and, and you know puppets. what he seems like someone who would love puppets oh 100 he's a real weirdo <laughs> i feel like i feel like when he made his first million he like endowed the uh greater edmonton Pup, children's puppet theater almost certainly yeah they have a whole wing named the herniac wing for sure um and i did not notice how funky jim's baseline is in this song until the selfie cam jam when i was watching him uh slap it's it very, at base, pretty deep it is and he's doing some some really cool things with it too so i'm uh, i'm kind of upset that it's buried so deep um ebo did you watch the persuasions version nope 
Okay, or listen to, I guess, the Persuasions version. No, you did no. not. Okay. Um, another weird choice for this for the Persuasions album, but I kind of I love it here. We have some great harmonies right off the bat. And we hold back. We tease those Persuasions vocals. I thought they would come okay. so immediately with like the gonna walk, but it's just silence. And then don't quit. But then later they just come in, they slap in, and it's good. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's slap right. They in. slap in, slap into place. Um, the ending reminds me of that old Life Savers Yum commercial that used to air <laughs> when we were kids. I don't know. Don't remember that. All right, Evbo. So did you just watch a dozen live versions of this? Yes, I did, yes. and they were all so much the yeah, same. what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> I was wondering if they were ever going to do anything different, but they never do. It's just like, sing along. Here's how to sing along. Did, now we're did, doing it. <laughs> we do it all. Now it's done. Thanks. Bye. Did you watch the Live in Columbus 2013 one? Just No, I watched like the PA one. I watched one in Michigan. I watched one in uh, New York. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, not- but what's the Columbus? How, how's the Columbus one special? Because they're at the Newport. That's it. <laughs> because I recognized where they were, I guess. And during the video, I heard someone say, one day Sacred never going to watch this. I think they're going to watch this video. And really, it's, it was very weird because it was filmed in 2013. Um, but uh, we do have, if it sounded like Steve speaking. So he may have time traveled back to the past to film his mm-hmm. band. Um, yeah, it's the, I, I wrote fun to watch him teach, but then it's just the normal song, which I believe you probably got over and over again. Was there a version that stood out to you? There was one where he said, if you don't sing, you're a racist. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. Okay, interesting. So, uh, yeah, I guess. That's a fun... I don't, know what about, I don't know what about this particular song makes someone not, you know, bigoted. <laughs> well, what if we're gonna walk? What the heart that we're trying to reach is, like, the heart of a racist. This is a song about racial, like, you know... Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a song about trying to turn people uh, in Facebook threads. That's not bad. I kind of like that read for this song. I'm gonna... Hey, I get why you're coming from where you're coming from, but have you considered not being bad person? That's... I, I like that read almost more than the romantic love read. It's teaching but... you to be a loving human being read. <laughs> It adds it adds a layer of frustration because I don't think anyone has ever been turned from their ideas on Facebook. I think they've only been concretized and further driven into their confirmation biases. I feel like there was one time when I convinced a very open-minded person to think about something. But you're right. You're never going to convince them of your position fully. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't argue on Facebook because you believe genuinely your values. You argue on Facebook to win. Yeah, that's true. And you... It's what I've gotten more and more. Epo, you argue a lot on Facebook. Well, the point is not to not to convince the person you're trying to convince. It's to convince everybody reading to get more <laughs> more radicalized in their in their confirmation biases. That's sure. why you argue on Facebook. That's a great. My partner yells at me. I'm doing it for when I'm doing it for when like three days later I get like six likes from Saker as he reads <laughs> down all my my well reasoned arguments and goes like Yeah, yeah. Now I believe more what I believe. I don't. I don't like them because you're making me believe something. I'm liking them because you're dunking on some dumb shit, like which makes me happy to see. <laughs> I do like dunking on dumb yeah, shit. It makes me feel so much better. Actually, it makes me feel bad. <laughs> and I don't. I don't like it. I just saw a thread where you said, "Okay, listen, I'm going to put a timer down for 30 days from now, and I'm going to come back to this thread. I've bookmarked it, and I'm going to see if you still believe what you believe, or something like some like very because well, he was he was like some like full on like build a burger George Soros <laughs> guy I was arguing with like, and he was like, yeah, just wait, you're gonna see when the when the truth becomes known in a couple days. Like I'm like, okay, I can wait, uh, I got time. Very I'm not going anywhere. Very funny. Uh, but then he turned out to be real bad, so I decided not to even continue oh, with that argument. That's a bummer. Um, but yeah, I, I actually think it kind of makes you know, if it's a puzzle I can solve, I'll find a way. You know, I'll muscle my resolve every day. 
Um, I don't know. And, you know, do you think our, do you think racism is a puzzle to solve? Systemic racism, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, what, what is, I mean, but we've never had a society that isn't racist. So where, where are we going here? It's a puzzle with a piece permanently missing or several pieces probably. Well, yeah. I mean, do you believe we can solve racism? I mean, in our lifetime or ever? That's a big question. Do I? Bu- I've... Hey, man, you're the one who liked this read. But you know what? I've, I've never thought about it in those terms. I've always thought about, can we make it better? Not, can we solve it completely? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think we can ever solve racism. I think it's in our, you know, it's hard-coded into us. Yeah. But I think that we can make it Are you, better, are you talking like about you Americans like, or are you talking about Earthlings? I think humans, okay. I think. Humans in general. Okay, okay. So. Interesting. Um. Boy, I think that I think the moment we think we've solved it is really is the moment where we've decided we're like, it's like when Obama was president, like we're in a post-racial society. Yeah. No, we're yeah. not. <laughs> no, we're not. I think we proved that real quick afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I do actually like here's why I like that read is because it makes all the threatening things seem way better. Right. Like I'm going <laughs> to use it to come find you slow and steady. Never going away. If it's a puzzle I can solve, I'll find a way to find you. Like in a romantic relationship, that could be perceived as a very a little bit creepy, right? But right. if you're trying but to hunt like down a, a racist, in like a social a social justice like <laughs> situation where you're like, hey, you know, I'm not going to give up on yeah, you, man. Yeah, I kind of like that. I like that. Oh wow, we just found a way better read for this song. I hope that's what the better good ladies <laughs> thought of when they were writing it. Um, and I mean, Ed said, yeah, fuck this tracks. Um, okay. So, uh, Ebbo, that's all I had about the other versions about everything. So do you have a read for me? Maybe about how this song is like the walking comedian, the walking comedian, the famous walking comedian. (laughs) Uh huh. Let me Google walking comedian and see what happens, but go ahead. Like Joe, Joe Para, I guess would be the walking comedian because he's always kind of like, he's always kind of moving. Yeah, that does make sense. I would have done a Joe Para read, but no, he's too far too mild mannered for this song. Uh, um, go ahead. So I'm sorry, Randy Feltface, aka Randy the Purple Puppet, uh, has an unpublished uh, novel called Walking to Sky. I don't know if that's anything, but isn't he one of those like not Jeff Barr? Who's the puppet guy? Oh, who's, uh, like, Dunham? Just has, like all the racist. Is it Dunham? Yeah, all the Jeff Dunham. Yeah, all the racist character puppets. No, this is of course Australian puppeteer Heath McIver. Heath MacGyver is such an Australian name. It's very, very Heath good. MacGyver. He provided puppetry work for The Hobbit, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Wow, this boy's a big boy. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, okay. Anyway, he's the walking cool. comedian. Go ahead. Uh, but my, yeah, of, co- of course, my uh, my read on this is it is Heath MacGyver. <laughs> the walking, you know. No, it was Robin Williams. Oh my goodness. Okay. What? Why Robin yes. Williams? Because he's... He started in the in the seventies, comedian comedy wise, doing the stand ups and everything like that, working hard. And uh, um, he always felt like he was working. He was the hardest working comedian because he was like going a mile a minute and always, you know, pulling out the jokes, pulling out the stops, that sort of stuff. But really, really, where he gets where he comes into his own is all these like heartfelt. I wouldn't say kids movies, but like you know, I'm thinking like his uh, his big hits are like movies where he. It's not Popeye. Obviously, he's not well known for Popeye, but he's well known for like. No, Dead Poet Society and like uh, Goodwill Hunting. Is that a kids and, like, movie? Are any of these kids? Patch Patch Adams. Uh-huh. Give me a second. Hook. Okay. 
Like I just I I didn't say I didn't say kids movies. They're kind of kids. Oh, movies, okay, right? okay, sure. Yeah, I remember seeing all these as like a teenager, and uh, especially like Dead Poet Society hit me just right. Sure. I don't know why, because I'm a gooby gooby sick fourteen year old, but uh, um, <laughs> gooby sick. But like like Jumanji, Aladdin, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, but but like this song, he may have a darker side. We've got one hour photo. Uh, we've got uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, not evil, but. That's a very dark yeah, Good movie. Morning, Vietnam. I think Good Morning Vietnam. I think doesn't stand up well if you've ever seen it again because his his funny his jokes are just like line after line of racist impressions. Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. Yeah, and that flew that flew back in the eighty like the early eighties, sure. late seventies, where it would not fly. Oh, now, between that and Mrs. Doubtfire, like, there's a lot of shit in his canon that does not fly anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I, again, like. I don't think it came from a place of maliciousness. That was just the style of the time right, of humor right. being like kind of sexist and kind of racist. Like, and, and humor is supposed to be transgressive. I'm not, and I'm not defending mm-hmm. it. I'm just saying, like, you have to take it in context. You know, we okay. This is have you seen? You've seen Life of Brian, right? The Monty Python movie. Mm-hmm. It's my Christmas Eve movie. I Long used ago. to watch it every Christmas Eve, but it's been like four or five years. There was a gap, but I watched it this Christmas Eve. And uh, there's a part in the movie where uh, one of the characters says he wants to be a woman. And the other characters are dismissive at first, but then are like, all right, fine, you can be a woman. And for the rest of the movie, they call him by Judith, or they call her by Judith, which is the name she wants to be called by. But there's no, like, laugh track. But I think it was supposed to be funny to audiences back then, because, like, Mm -hmm. the character is not changing their physical appearance. So calling a very mask mask appearance person Judith was like a joke Mm -hmm. in the 70s, right? This is the joke of the scene. But mm-hmm. nowadays, it just plays as, like, super respectful and super, like... So my friend and I were having yeah. kind of an argument about... Not an argument, but, like, she, w- she, she was like, it's, it's a bad joke, and it's, like, you know, not... It doesn't track, and it is very, like, mean and spiteful. And I was like, I don't know. I think it, it kind of ruled, because, like, now it just reads as, like, what a respectful person. Even though the character mm-hmm. is not meant to be respectful, he's like... I don't know. I don't know. So, so yeah. you're right. Con- is so context? Like, it's like a, in like a death of the author. Very sort of death thing. of the author. No, it stands up for very you. death of the author. Right. We got to talking about uh, do androids dream of electric sheep? I think one of the first paragraphs or something of that book is like, you know, the sky was the color of a a TV channel that you didn't get or something. And back in the day, that would have meant like gray and staticky. But nowadays, it's like, oh, it was a blue sky. Like it was just like an electric <laughs> blue sky. Like context has completely changed. So yeah, death of the author is is kind of important in uh, in situations like yeah. that. Sorry, I totally threw you off your Robin Williams read. No, you you no, were no, just no. talking about RV, I believe. I was just talking about bicentennial mm, man. Don't think so. Go ahead and talk about <laughs> RV a little. All right, what about bicentennial man? No, I don't okay. Know. I was just I, I, that's just the movie that that shows up on every single streaming service that I've never watched, but it's always like at the top of the list. So I saw it in theaters when it came out. I don't remember anything about it. Um, bet it was bad. It looks bad. The poster is very bad. Um, but like, uh, yeah, and Robin Williams, uh, he was accused, like, a lot of other comedians said he was stealing their jokes like, really? back in the day. Yeah, and I think that, again, I don't think this came from a place of, like, oh, this is funny, I'm going to repeat mm-hmm. it. I think it was his style of com- comedy is, like, fucking stream of consciousness. Sure. So I bet that him going to other things, and it just kind of, like, led into those jokes. Sure. But at the same time, I mean, his response was to just stop going to watch other comedians perform. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, I guess, the only way you could handle that. Yeah. But um, also, Robin Williams, famous uh, TTRPG boy. He loved to game. Really? He's a gamer. I mm-hmm. didn't know that. So, 
Yep. Big into anime. His favorite being, of course, my favorite, Paranoia Agent. Oh, I thought it was Ava. Okay, Paranoia Agent. He's got good taste. Yep. Also, like me, uh, he, in this song, he was addicted to cocaine in the 70s. <laughs> okay, cool. When you were no, was, uh, you were one year old? When I was not born. Okay, got when it. When I was not born. Uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, bud, uh, we didn't celebrate it on the podcast, but you're a big birthday boy now. Oh, my goodness. How old are you? Four years old. Wow. Okay, continue to read. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but... Um, like this song, he struggled with a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he felt that he felt that his comedy was repetitive, just like the chorus of this song. Uh-huh. He felt that he wasn't doing anything new. And then, I mean, he struggled with mental health issues as throughout his entire life and addiction uh, to alcohol, cocaine back in the seventies, but he never went back to that. But alcoholism, and then at the end, uh, of course, uh, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, but it was actually Lewy body disease, which is the same thing that took uh, what's Estelle Getty um really sophia sophia from Golden yeah Girls. wow one of my favorites favorite what my favorite uh comfort watches is in the entire series of golden Girls. yeah yeah uh wow okay how awful i uh i didn't know that that was the same thing that took estelle yeah. getty from us that's so sad that was a that's i think one of the worst the worst things because it was um just like this song it was kind of he's kind of coming apart uh because it was it's dementia so it 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 eats at you but at the same time you're aware of it happening so he knew he knew his mind was falling apart so you know i don't know yeah and then he took his own life sadly oh my god again yeah you know it's rough what (laughs) with a serious depression and things like that like this song like this song (laughs) (laughs) serious depression no what are you doing (laughs) this song is a happy and and uh uncomplicated song Oh yeah, uh, the the whole the Robin Williams career is a constant walk towards the bottom of your heart. He wants to tug at your like he does. He's funny, right? But that's just the door that he uses to tug at your sure, heartstrings. Sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Deep. F deep. So if anything, if anything, Robin Williams is an idealized version of this song. Wow. Robin Williams is an idealized version of "Gonna Walk." I think that's an absolutely uncontroversial thing to say. That tracks on on every level. And I will be offended if anybody (laughs) mentions it on the Discord. So please, respect my privacy. Have you checked the Discord? And do not speak about anything that I said in this public forum. Have you checked the Discord ever? I mean, since you Uh, joined I check it like once a month. Oh, okay. All right. Um... I I got a uh, I got a Brennan Ladies T-shirt for Christmas that I I threw up on that Discord oh. just to show people uh, from a friend of the podcast Emma and uh, it's the worst T-shirt I've ever gotten. Uh, folks, check out the Discord if you want to take a look at it. It's worth looking at. Um, all right, Bo, I think it's about time that we rate this song. Ev, as usual, we rate the scale on a scale of bare fucking naked fully clothed i can't figure out words anymore the more naked this song is the better it is the more clothes it's wearing the worse so on a scale of bare naked fully clothed where do you fall ev happy birthday to me it is my birthday and of course my mom has sent me a beautiful package Uh um and i'm not sure why she does this but she always does this she buys clothes one size too big for me. Okay. <laughs> I think I think she just got into the habit of doing this when I was younger, mm-hmm. like buy big clothes. To, and it, I think she still thinks in the back of her like lizard brain that I'm going to grow into them, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I'm not getting any bigger, I hope. Sure. Um, I'm already enormous. You are the but, size yeah. of a planet. Yes. I believe we've talked so about I this before. I unwrap these and my mom is there. It's a, it's our social distanced uh, birthday. Mm-hmm. She is a, she is a um, quarantine for two weeks. I have quarantined for 10 days. 
Um, and uh, you're supposed to quarantine for 10 days now, right? Right. So why did she quarantine for two weeks? Because she doesn't. she's not up on the most current news. Sure. And you you refuse to tell her. Okay, got it. <laughs> I do tell her. She just doesn't listen to me. Okay, got it. I mean, she, if she listened to me, her life would be a lot better. That's for sure. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> I love that you say no. Like, no, but seriously, let's get back into things. <laughs> okay. All right. Bring it, bring it back down. Bring it back down. So, yeah. So I get a, a nice quilted, like, L.L. Bean sweater. Love that. I get a pair of uh, baggy Levi's jeans. Very good. I get some Argyle socks. Argyle. Argyle. <laughs> and um, that's it, really. Okay. And so, and it's one of those like, hey, why don't you go try those on? I want to see how they fit you. And I come out, and I'm, they're just like hanging off me because they're all you know XL <laughs> yeah. size. And she's like, oh, just put a belt on. So I put a belt on, and there I am in my in my birthday finest. Cinched them up. I love it. With uh, pants. Because this song, they still fit. They're, it's a little bit big for its... Um, it's a little, got a little big for its britches. Uh-huh. Like, they're still clothes. I'm still going to fucking wear them. They're still <laughs> dependable. They're high quality. <laughs> it's it's going to be like that. Yeah. But I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to, like, wear these out to a BNL concert or anything. Okay. All right. Interesting. Huh. Just like, I don't want to see this song in concert. Uh, see, I do. This song, I don't give a shit about on the record, but in concert, it would be... What, don't you think it would be fun to be in the crowd going, gotta walk? No. I feel... Whoa, quit. I, I feel like I don't ever want to participate. Remember, I hate doing that. Yeah. So, like, anything that makes me participate, I resent. Right. <laughs> okay. And I feel pandered to by this song. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like, don't you dare address me. Uh, I paid money to watch you perform. <laughs> Not if for- I wanted to watch me perform, I'd just do it for free. Sure, sure. Um, goodness. I see. That's interesting because I feel like I am maybe the lowest common denominator. I was so happy they were pandering to me. I was into it 100%. Hey, I'm not yucking you're young. I know, you know you're like not. It. Different strokes for different folks. You, I, it would bring me joy to see you sing to this song. And I will. And and then you would keep nudging me and going, come on, come Ambo, on, come on. come on. <laughs> we can do it together. And then I would awkwardly do it feeling uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I was into this song. I was into the way it pandered to me. I was into, you know, what it was trying to do. Um, so I think, but but for the most part, I thought it was just another like, try to be a hit sort of song a two and a half minute song with a one minute Mm -hmm. tail so this is for me i think i gave boomerang a white t-shirt and jeans so this for me is a white t-shirt and jeans um but i've changed into comfortable walking shoes uh instead of the formal uh greaser tight uh leather shoes that i was wearing previously with my boomerang outfit and um, I think maybe I've I've cut the sleeves off of my T-shirt just to show that I'm if I'm going to walk, I need to be the most aeronautic person. So the, <laughs> the fewer sleeves, the better for me, I think. Um, I've also shaved all the hair from my body on this one, but that does not factor into the rating because it's about clothes, not about shaving. Um, so for me, for the most part, it's not bad. It's a good song. Sleeve T-shirt <laughs> jeans. <laughs> I can tell by your voice that you love. Like, there's just I I think uh, this is going to be a running, you know, trend on the yeah. album. It's just going to be it's it's fine. Sweater jeans and socks. This is fine. It's a fine album. It's a fine whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It's cool. Um, wait, what the fuck did we like the last song? Oh yeah, off off his head. Yeah. So yeah. Would you rather? Would you rather they produce songs that we absolutely hated or middlingly like like, like the next album you're hoping for? Or what are you hoping for? Because you know it's not gonna. You know it's not gonna be like a. You know, it's not going to be a stunt again. We're never getting stunt. But, like, would you rather another middlingly good pop album or just fucking 
hot garbage. I feel like, well, see, the context is different, right? For this podcast, I want hot garbage. I think it's more (laughs) interesting if we have things to fucking dig into and dunk on and just like criticize for my listening pleasure. I guess I would rather they do a middling pop album because at least they're going to pull off one summertime on an album or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I guess I guess the context is different. What would you rather have? You would rather have a middling pop album. Yeah, yeah, I think I would. Yeah, okay, that makes. Because I think sense. it would make me feel bad to just dunk on every song. <laughs> people would love it. Uh people would love it. Um, yeah, because that's why people are listening because they don't like the Bare Naked Ladies. Good. We'll be right podcast. back with more. It's all been done. A Bare Naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Ev. What do you think? Tattoos are the bumper stickers of the body. Should we approach tattoos like that? I don't know. We've talked about tattoos a lot on this podcast, but like. Sure. So are they? No. Because you never put a bumper sticker inside your trunk or cover it up with like your in your wheelhouse or something. Right. And I think a lot of tattoos are private. They're for me. You know, are they? I, I feel like they're they're meant to be seen, right? Tattoos I are. Don't, sometimes you get like you know your yeah. your dead dad's handwriting on your chest or something, and those are not meant to be seen. <laughs> Imagine. Okay, do you think bumper stickers are the tattoos of cars? Now you're talking. Now you're talking. <laughs> I think that's exactly it. Yeah, because. So you get like your dead dad's name, uh, like in like in handwriting in. What? calligraphed font on your car's bumper that would rule yeah actually i just had before my dad died i had him key up my bumper i had him just key a word into there just, just so wheel I- him out there and he, he <laughs> just rubs some keys <laughs> off his fucking hospice bed i had him carve up my goddamn boot drove my car up to the window opened it up so he could <laughs> his like trembling hand came out with a glass cutter just <laughs> scarred up the fucking Jeez. rear bumper of your car that's why you can never get rid of your car right that's correct yeah well when Jesus. i sold it I, why would you ever do that to make your car like oh you kept the bumper and replaced i kept it the bumper yeah that's exactly right i will always have this bumper uh and i'm very careful not to get in accidents i have the speed racer jump button on my car so if i ever see a car coming up behind me i can just jump and land on top of them bumper is always going to be fine um boy oh boy uh what the fuck oh but see but see here's what are bumper stickers for do you have any bumper stickers on your car? Um, I've got like the Satanic Temple bumper sticker. Okay. But, like I've I've always been not a bumper sticker guy. So why? I feel like there's there's two ways to go with bumper stickers. There's either political or humorous. Okay. Like that's that's really much. That's really all the bumper stickers I've seen. Right. Ever. Yeah. So so their their goal is to. Or or there's those like, fucking stupid like. Are they like latitude coordinates or something? It's like this is Myrtle Beach. Oh yeah, the whole yeah, yeah like salt so, like, life. There's, there's, yeah, there's, there's like there's I guess there's a third third one which is like pride of place. Like I climbed the Grand Tetons. Yeah, okay, sort of thing. Okay, and I'm not knocking people who like you know walk the Appalachian Trail right, or anything yeah. and, be, and are proud of it. You know, um, good for them. Yeah, okay. So 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 bumper stickers are meant to proselytize, brag, or make you laugh. So I would say that what are tattoos for then? Tattoos are meant to show what you love, right? I have a, a, a Harley Quinn tattoo because I want people to know that I love Harley Quinn. I don't know what are tattoos for. Are they meant to? I think that, yeah, I think they're they're meant to come. They're meant to memorialize something or with, to be artistic, right? Because people get. Ta- I have a friend who has like Scrabble tiles as a tattoo, like all the way down his arm, I and I'm like, him. oh, were you really into Scrabble? And he's like, no, I thought they just looked pretty. That's I'm so like, cool. Oh. Okay. I, yeah, they didn't. They don't spell anything. They're just random tiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Because I asked him about it. Yeah, you because know, you feel like tattoos need to be like, 
very deep because you're going to be wearing that forever, sure. presumably. And he's like, no, I just thought it looked really pretty. Fuck. You're like, fuck, more power to that, you, man. That rules so hard. I've always been forever scared of getting a tattoo because I'm like, there's nothing I'm going to love. I've always loved and I will always love, right? So, like, I mean, in terms of, like, media, I guess I could get my fucking baby son's face tattooed on my arm and get one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, put on your belly. On my, get one of those horrible tattoos that looks, like, maybe one-third like him and two-thirds yeah, like Yeah, and your little belly button could be his little sucky mouth. Oh, I could change it into a pacifier. Oh, my God. I Ooh, love you that. Stick a, you could stick a little pacifier in and there. And do, like, a push in my belly and push out my belly to make him suck his little pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah. Where did, where were we going with this? We're never going anywhere with these openers, Do you have any right? tattoos? I don't, no. Okay, neither do I. We should get a tat together, bud. We've talked about this I a million know we times. Have. And yes, you're getting Tyler eating a hoagie. Okay, and you're getting... I don't remember. I don't know. You should just get... Uh, probably also Tyler getting eating a hoagie. You should get that, that picture of dogs playing poker, except it's all just Steven Page. It's different de- members of the late... Or it's different pages in the Ladyverse. Uh, oh, God, are different eras of Steven Page playing poker with each other. Dude, get a fucking... I love that. A nerdy Gordon era page. A full spread. A Matrix stunt era page. Oh my god, Ebbo. I think the only like payoff for that would be when you see him in concert. You're like, hey Steve, look at my back. <laughs> and he's like, oh my god. Oh my god, what no, did you do no, to yourself? No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> the Swamp Witch told me this day would come. Um... So, you know who else the Swamp Witch told <laughs> would one day come? Foretold by the Swamp Witch? Why, that's Okashina Podcast. That's right, Okashina Podcast. Uh, it's uh, producer Sabrina Ray from A Cruel Angels Podcast and her childhood friend Dawn. Together, they discuss odd, amusing, and oddly amusing anime from Japan and beyond. Deep dives, dated references, weeb shit. Their latest episode, Intermission 5, Tokyo Godfathers. Merry Christmas, you filthy angels. Uh, features Chris D. Hutton of the Nervous Rex podcast, and uh, they talk about Tokyo Godfathers, which is a wonderful movie. Have you seen it, my friend? Mm, you, I feel like I have back in the day. Yeah, you were just talking about Paranoia Agent. This is some Satoshi Kon shit, I believe. Uh, so you'd like it. It's a good movie. Good, good, good movie. Um, and you can uh, listen along and enjoy yourself and luxuriate in the Orange Groves Podcasting Network for all of your nice needs. Here we are. Here we are forever. And we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big wheel and figure out what we got going on today. (laughs) Hey, what do we got? I love you. I love oh. you. Someone loves this song. Recommend to them a drink, a TV show, a Jell-O flavor, a LaCroix, something. So, if you love Gonna oh, Walk. this is fucking uh, Keds. Because they're going to be doing a lot of walking. They need some comfortable fucking shoes. Sure, sure. Keds. Right down the plate with that one. And you do, because Keds, I believe, I mean, Nike or Adidas or something has some clout, has some fashion to it. Keds is like the most, like, you got to have shoes. Might as yep. well make them Keds. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is Ked's brand, sure. Uh, in terms of movie, I think you should watch Forrest Gump. We've got a large yeah. walking segment in that one. Uh, and it's a very I mean, just movie. It's a movie-ass movie, right? When you think of movies, you think Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Is that not is that not kind of a prototypical movie? I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> 
when you think of the platonic concept of a movie, of a movie. do you think okay, of I'm Forrest sitting, Gump? I'm sitting down. The TV's coming on. <laughs> something is going to be shown to me between one and two hours. Uh-huh. A little, like, probably no, no shorter than like an hour fifteen. I would say that's true. Not much. Usually, not much longer than two, two hours. Two you can go to like half. three. You can go like you. You can push it to three and four, but like that's not going to be a platonic ideal of a movie. Sure, right? sure. Well, now, hey. With these kids nowadays and their Avengers Endgames and their Infinity Wars, oh, that yeah. is kind of a trend. Got a lot of stories to tell. Well, I think that the the golden age of TV has definitely pushed movies to the longer end of the spectrum because you want to... You want your money's worth. You can't... Yeah, well, not even that, but you want to, like, push character development and arcs and, like, in, integral scenes where you can't really do that in a slick, like, hour... hour a, lean hour 20 blockbuster you're right, right you're right without without some solid writing sure absolutely i'm not looking to avengers endgame for fucking <laughs> solid writing that's for sure so what so what what is your platonic you sat down you turned the tv on um <laughs> okay. yeah you're right it's Forrest gump, gump. <laughs> but instead of instead of tom hanks it's uh sylvester stallone uh, as, the, as, <laughs> as, as the eponymous as the eponymous forest so that's your platonic ideal it's just Forrest gump with sylvester stallone in it i i invented all the things that black people you thought black people invented i'm Forrest gump um what uh did you know they made a, a book sequel to Forrest gump that was like gump and me or gump gump and co Forrest dump that's so fucking funny <laughs> holy shit dude hey uh uh they say not to leave anything in the woods but you know what i took forest dump <laughs> oh, mic drop um oh, man you should guest on the joe rogan podcast bro i would kill it on rogie um what uh, don't blame it on rogie <laughs> what uh what what food should i eat if i like gonna walk um what's like a uh like a it has to be some sort of sandwich something you could hold in one hand something wrapped up yeah um, yeah like maybe like a like, oh like a promanti brothers uh sandwich well, those are really so it's like, that's good though i mean i know okay it's, i mean it's good for a sandwich sure. right I mean, it's got it's a it's a deli sandwich basically with like french fries on. yeah it, that rules right? yeah that's a great yeah. great concept um yeah okay i could see that and in terms of drink I think the drink that this song is is uh, the drink they make you take before you have a colonoscopy, uh, where you have to drink a gallon of it, and it just—it's clean, it's clear, it's lightly flavored. It cleans you out. It gets you prepped for whatever's coming next. I think the drink for this, of course, is Gatorade Mango Extremo. <laughs> sure, yeah, I forgot. This podcast is brought to you by Gatorade, Gatorade. Mango Extremo, Tyler's favorite drink. Um, yeah, okay, I think we did good. Do you think we did good? Was I a good yeah. podcaster? No, <laughs> you were the best. <laughs> now it's time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our amorous little arrows. This is an email from our friend Karina. Hi, Karina. Hi, Karina. Karina's email is titled, Question. Imagine you are a teenager today. What ages would you believe the ladies are? based on just hearing their voices and not knowing what they look like or anything else about them. Karina. I've always been super bad at guessing people's ages. Me too. Horrible at it. And I'm still very bad at it. I feel like the nebulous area between 25 and 40 for me is just could be anything. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So I think that like, but, but 
does she, does Karina mean hearing their voices like in a song or just hearing them like talk on the radio? I think you could include both. I think you could include both. Okay. Um, so I think like in a song, like if I had to put them in like, I'm a teenager today, which means I'm nowhere near as uh, worldly as I am now. Uh, so let me get back to, let me rewind my brain a little oh, bit. Oh shit. Okay. 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 Yeah. I got to think about that. Hey, have you heard e-girls vaping? <laughs> Bro? I heard them. This is how. They were on the Rogie podcast the other day, and they fucking uh, killed it. Um, that's how kids talk. <laughs> it was lit, I think. <laughs> Perhaps it was. It slapped. I don't know. Totally crashed. Totally crashed my Minecraft Fortnite server. Oh, bro! It winked my weasel straight out of existence. Bay, did you catch the new K-pop? <laughs> you caught me slipping on it. Um. Okay, so so that was all bad. We are bad <laughs> was, men. No, I think that was accurate. Um, who do? Okay, let's start with the youngest. Who feels like they would be the youngest boy? Uh, oh man, that's a really. The thing is, like for the songs, we only really hear Ed's voice. Sure, now. that's why we're including interviews. We're including you know selfie cam jam inserts. We're including all that stuff, but we have to close our eyes the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's between Ed and Tyler for me. Who do you think feels younger? I I was thinking Tyler for me. Yeah, like, Tyler has like Tyler has like a youthful energy to him. He's got an energy, but his voice is also kind of gruff and kind of uh, I don't know. He's a, a little bit of a rough boy. I feel like he lived a hard life, whereas Ed has kept himself pure. <laughs> don't you think? Is that a pure boy? <laughs> Ed's a promise keeper. Okay, all right. So okay, let's put Tyler. So I think Tyler's around maybe my age, maybe like th- mid thirties. Yeah, yeah, I'd put Tyler on the mid-30s. Okay, Ty's a mid-30s boy. I don't think Ed is too much older. Yeah, I'd say Ed is... I'd, I'd hit Ed... I'd hit him for my sure. Ed, I'd tap that shit. My name is Ed Robertson. I'm in my... I'm <laughs> Robertson. That's, You're trying just, to just get into I'm his character? To, yeah. My name is Ed Robertson. Ed Robertson. This, is, this is what I would try to do if I were a teenager. Okay. I'm 44 years old. I'm 44 years old. 44 years old. 44 years old. 44 years old. Okay. Sure. We just fell into it. We channeled it. We did. Okay. Ty's 36. Ed is 44. Next for me would be... I don't know. Do you think Jim? I think so, too. Because I think Jim... Jim sounds professorial uh-huh. in a way. <laughs> sure, sure. That, that when you sound professorial, it always makes me think you're older than you're older sure, than Sure, yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so he's maybe ah oh man, I'm seeing the little patches on his arms of his corduroy jacket. Yep. He's coming to my office hours. My name is Jim. I am fifty-three years old. Sure, that sounds exactly right for him. I feel I feel like if I don't know what he looks like, I still get the red hair. But I'm seeing like a bushy mustache and a pipe too. Yeah, well, I'm seeing red hair going to gray. Yeah, like you still see it's mostly red, but he's a little bit he's a little bit silver at the temples. Bro, do you, what I'm seeing do you see how gray I've gotten during quarantine? I'm wow. I'm black and white and gray all over, my friend. I'm just mm, can't wait to run my hands through that hair when <laughs> Boy, I'm over. Gonna, I miss it so much. Pull out a big old fat <laughs> clump of that shit. Take it home with me. Uh, and finally, Kev, of course, is immortal. Yeah, he's like 80 years <laughs> old. Yes, he's been around since the dawn of time, and he will always remain. Um, yeah, he truly he sounds he sounds like a wisp. He sounds like something that yeah. He sounds like someone on their deathbed. Yeah. Oh, almost certainly on their deathbed. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to bring my bumper to him so that he can key it up because that's what I, I, that's the way to, that's the way to that's do what it. I feel like he should be doing. Um, so keying it up, living it cup. Uh, good. Great. Uh, Karina, I hope that answered your question. 
Uh, hey, folks, we are, by the way, running out of questions. You can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Please get them to us. We love them. We like to have them. We'd have to love them. Thank you and sorry. Thank you her. and sorry. Ebbo. That's how she goes. That's all she wrote. That's the way she goes. That's the way the cookie crumple. Um, who do you think when they say when they say that's all she wrote? Who do you think they're talking Angela about? Angela Lansbury. Oh, murder yeah. was all murder. she wrote. She wrote. <laughs> that's the one thing she wrote. Um, who do you think the fat lady is that sings? Um, what's that? Susan Bristol. Boyle. That? Um, Susan Boyle. Okay, good. <laughs> We're getting beautiful. Beautiful voice. Getting to the bottom of all the uh, the the platitudes, the uh, the boring sayings. Um, sure, yeah. Well, I bet it was. I bet in reality it was um, one of those like, I think it was just an opera reference, right? Oh, almost certainly, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, do the does the the opera lady always sing at the end of the opera? I don't fucking know. I haven't seen any opera. I don't like opera, so I don't really go see it. I do think it's cool that operas nowadays have like live subtitles. They have like a computer generated like scrolly bar that has subtitles. I hate that because the stuff they're saying is so stupid. Like, <laughs> here he comes. Open the door. The door is open. Now he's here. Close the door. Like, it's like the most like, an, like it's irritating. Is that one on Silverball? Are we getting to that one? I'm very excited for yeah. Open the Door. It's one of my favorite uh, BNL tunes. Um yeah, I uh, I don't know. Do you want to go see an opera when this is all over? <laughs> I don't. No. Okay, good. I don't like operas. <laughs> but have you ever sat down and tried to like them? Yes. Really? I've I mean I I've sat down and watched maybe two or three operas in my mm-hmm. life and uh, didn't really care for them. Okay. All right. I've never tried one. I've never even given it. The closest I've gotten was that Looney Tunes episode. I'd rather go see a uh, musical. Oh. And I don't really like musicals that much either. Wow, that's wild. Who doesn't like musicals? Uh, this guy. Okay, fair enough. Daddy? <laughs> who has, who Daddy? has two thumbs and doesn't like musicals? <laughs> you. Um, all right. Ebbo, what do you got yeah. to plug this week? For chopstick. Oh, man, chopstick. I chopstick. love just... That's just the chapstick where you can you can open it all up and just <laughs> bite it right off. Oh, man. Like a little... It's like meat-flavored, savory chapstick that you yeah. can just bite right off the stick. Dude... So I, I had to put my chapsticks up because my son's been eating them. Ebbo, I think we just hit on another million-dollar idea. Chopstick, <laughs> chopstick is pretty good. <laughs> what if it tasted like a whole Domino's pizza, but it gave you... N- <laughs> Gave you horrible diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, wow, chomstick is pretty good. I, that's gonna have to be yeah. my plug this week too. Yeah. Like okay. A, and like uh, chomstick, like for uh, chomstick's for kids, right? Or is it for ki- for adults? I think. I mean, ostensibly for kids, but you know, there's a lot of adults buying them and eating them. So it's like a is chomstick like a Pez dispenser where you like open it up and then like the stick comes out. You t- you you suck the stick out and you close it, open it, another stick pops out. Ooh, that's interesting. It would have to be pretty long for it to be yeah, a lot it's of like sticks. A, it's like the magazine of like an AK-47. Okay. Like each of the sticks are the size of like an armor-piercing bullet. And you just like open it up and then a Slim Jim pops out. Suck it up. I do love it that. Up, it, it's a it Slim up. Jim, but it does have the consistency of a piece of chapstick that you are chewing. It's oh, waxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's wax flavored. Yeah, I mean, it's 100%. definitely. 100%. Yeah. It gets yeah. all in your mouth. And also keeps your lips from getting chapped yeah it keeps the whole fucking like digestive tract from getting mm-hmm. chapped i have a lot of esophageal chapping issues and yeah. i need a chopstick. do you remember that back in the day there was like those advertisements for the pills that you could take that makes your breath not stink no it was not like at something all. it was it was utter bullshit i'm sure but like it was like kids hanging out and they're like oh i use mouth 
breath you know i use i use breath sanitizers and i chew mints and i chew gum but my breath still smells like shit and they're like well that's because your stomach is full of garbage and you need to make it not suck and it just shows like this little thing of like the woman swallowing and it goes down and it kills all the stinky stuff in her stomach so her breath smells sweet wow i had no idea this even it was, pills. It, it, yeah they went out real quick because nobody wanted them it was marketed towards children i don't i think it was teens oh okay okay interesting um yeah never heard of it sounds like uh sounds like garbage there there are a lot of uh things online that still exist that look like they are from weird chinese factories that are purport to you eat them and you have good breath um yeah, but, it's like one of those uh, like 2000 flushes blue for your toilet like where you put it in there and then exactly oh, man, what it is. that's something we need to sell is like you swallow something it stays in your stomach and all your poops smell great what if you could swallow something that would color your poops? Just like, that's you can. great. <laughs> you can. They're called beets. <laughs> All right. But like color, like fun colors, like rainbow colored poop or like electric blue, the color of the sky. Yeah. Um, okay. That would be fun. I want that. There'd be a whole performative pooping movement. God, we just stumbled backwards into another million, two million dollar <laughs> ideas at the end another of our podcast. Another $10,000 idea. <laughs> Hey, somebody proposed a uh, a segment to us, by the way, that's uh, you get to drop one swear into the song. They said we should do it for every song from now on. So, like, where would you drop a swear into Gonna Walk, by the way? But did they get, like, so if you drop it in the chorus, do they have to repeat it every time? Yes, yes, they Gonna do. Gonna fuck, <laughs> won't quit. <laughs> like, that's obviously. I, I was thinking it was, like, you still you keep all the words. Uh, oh. but like, you really just want to emphasize like, and there's no one can fucking touch me. <laughs> like you really just want to like push one thing. I had uh, a fucking superpower. That's good. Oh, fucking superpower is great. I might choose that one as well. Um, or maybe just like, just throw in just a really mean, like if there's a puzzle I could solve motherfucker, I'll find a way. <laughs> just like <laughs> insult the listener. Uh, okay. Let's never do that segment again. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one week.